Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sober Discussions. I had the opportunity to have a question and answer about the housing market. A good friend of mine, Josh, he agreed with me that we could meet up and here are some of his thoughts or perspectives or anecdotes. Uh, so here we go. So Josh, thank you for meeting at such short notice. Uh, you listened to the podcast with me. What are your initial impressions after listening to it? So he responded by, initial impressions are good. The podcast is structured well. I think the more comfortable you get doing it, the smoother it will seem. Josh, I appreciate the feedback. Uh, definitely. So uh, the next one is we talk about the housing boom in California and having people move and having Utah follow this trend. What are your thoughts on that? His response is, I think the trends we'll notice as we follow what happened in California are going to be increased homelessness. Families won't buy into the economy as much because they will either be working multiple jobs to survive or they'll have no extra cash to do so. Prices will get so high no one local can buy houses. So the next one that we have is... When we talk about in the next 10 years, it's projected to be approximately 4.2 million people. Where do you see Utah in 10 years? So he says, the way Utah is going over the next 10 years, I think we'll see a huge jump in first-time buyers that stay in their homes for longer. Newer homes won't be built as fast as overpriced condos because land developers will have those built faster, which... I definitely feel inclined to believe him with, uh, for sure. And that I want to go to is, in 2019, according to Gardner.Utah.edu, it showed almost a crashing wave between single-family homes and apartments being developed. In your opinion, what do you think will be the case in 2025, we'll say five years from now? He said, I think in five years we'll end up seeing more townhomes, condos being built, and we'll end up looking like family storage. And there will be a bigger gap in pricing because that's what is being purchased and in demand because it's quick. Uh, the next question is, when you heard the 100-tenant guy uh, speak about renters having an emotional reaction and later saying renters have a blind spot, what are your thoughts on that? He responds, I think the landlord saying renters have a blind spot is bullshit. It's not the renters that have a blind spot. We live in a crunch because owning a home is slipping out of our reach. And in turn, the rent prices are increasing because of quote-unquote fair housing slash rent prices, which are based off of surrounding property prices and current rent, which gets inflated when a developer comes in, buys a unit, renovates it, and finally increases the rent. There is no quote-unquote blind spot. The emotional reaction is because we know we're getting screwed, but there's nothing we can do about it. We're going to continue on to uh, our next question here. In your opinion, do you believe we need a regulation on individuals that have rental properties? and make a living off of house flipping or turning a single family home into multi-family housing? If so, then why? His response is, I think the regulation we need is on the actual pricing that happens. Whether or not it's property being purchased or rented, I think if you make a living off of flipping houses, that's awesome, but it takes a lot of work. But if you're doing it and then overcharging by double or triple the current rates, 
you're only doing it for the money and that should be regulated to prevent unnecessary housing slash rent and price inflation, which I definitely feel uh, inclined to uh, agree with him. Now, going backwards, we remember discussing a graph from the Clever Real Estate. Uh, it depicts in the 1960s and 1970s uh, household income and housing uh, caste system, as well as rent. Over time, it depicts in 2017 income inflates uh, 29%, while rent is 72% inflation, and housing price inflates 121%. What would your assessment be? I don't have the numbers to compare rent increases, but I can say that since 2010, my first shitty apartment went from $600 a month for a two-bedroom, one-bath to now where it's approximately $1,100 a month. Same shitty apartment, no major upgrades. We'll go to the next bullet. Hypothetically speaking, if you were a lawmaker and had the capability to write a few bills, what would you focus on for the betterment to the middle class? He responds, if I was a lawmaker, I'd start by creating legislation that creates more affordable housing by seeing the common income for low class slash lower middle class under 40k a year families not building dirt cheap houses but housing without the constant need for luxury if it were possible i'd also put rent limits on the state for landlords to not charge over set amount per month again basing that off of income in the area which i thought was a uh, good point. Uh, we're going to go to the next section is, what would you tell somebody listening to us that didn't agree with what we have said thus far? Uh, if so, and why would you recommend to change their perspective? In order for someone to change their perspective, they'd have to spend time living the way their low-income tenants do, constantly overcharged and strapped for cash where they are unable to save for the future because of both job income and current cost of living. Have them go and talk to their tenants and hear their unbiased answer of how it is daily, but that also requires greed to be removed from the equation. So going over this, I think there was some really good information uh, on that for sure. I really do appreciate Josh uh, going out of your way to respond to that in a question and answer format. Uh, I hope you found that interview helpful. I enjoyed it as well. I hope you have a great night. Thank you.